Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Pulling Tar Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. You can find me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. I'm excited to welcome on a couple of good friends of mine, Chip Waterwitz and Joe DeLucia, in studio, meaning my living room. Chip has spent his entire career working in the Orioles minor league system. He started out with the Northfolk Tides before joining the Delmarva Shorebirds, low A affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles. Chip started out with the Shorebirds as a ticket sales account executive before moving into the role of community relations manager. Joe joins the Shorebirds as a ticket sales account executive from the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. We'll dive into this interview with Chip and Joe right after this break. Chip and Joe, welcome on to the Pulling Tarp Podcast. How does it feel to be the first guest that I've gotten to interview in person? It feels great, honestly. Um, getting to come back up here in uh, Millsboro, Delaware, and uh, get to enjoy some time with uh, Bobby Coon. Yeah, uh, you know, the natter days are delicious, and uh, it's always nice to see uh, Bobo over there. Natter days, hashtag not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh, can you guys tell the listeners about your responsibilities during the season and in the off season? Um, yeah, so I'll start first. Um, so I just got recently promoted up to community relations manager um, back in September timeframe. Um, I started with the Shorebirds as a ticket sales account executive, so I still do all that. I still do sell season tickets, uh, group outings, that sort of thing. But I've also taken on the role of um, handling our silver sluggers, donation requests, which there are a lot of, um, and then also um, being Sherman's bodyguard. Uh, so I follow our mascot, Sherman, around to all these different places. I basically tell people, yes, we can come out, or no, we're not really interested, and right. that sort of thing. So, What about you, Joe? So for me, um, during the off-season is, is pretty much sell, sell, sell. Um, cold calling businesses, um, renewing season ticket holders. Um, so pretty much from the end of the season till the beginning of the year, um, it's pretty much just sell, sell, sell and, and, and doing group outings, suites, uh, picnic outings and, and stuff like that. I'm also responsible for our faith and family night and, uh, scout days that we do at the ballpark. So, um, in season, it's it's all about um, you know servicing clients, servicing uh, season ticket holders, and um, you know fulfilling stuff that we do throughout the year with groups. And whether it's a sweet night with a first pitch or a uh, team photo on the field with a with a business that comes out. Sure. So, and then just you know doing whatever uh, management needs me to do um, in regards to getting the stadium ready uh, on game days and and stuff like that. And pulling tarp. And pulling tarp. Most job descriptions in MILB end with other duties as a sign. Oh, yeah. Right, gentlemen? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Chip, what's it like to follow a giant orange bird around the community? Um, it's, it's very humbling, in all honest opinion. Um, you basically are there to take his photo or her photo um, with Sherman. Um, you basically are just following him around. You're not... You're not the main attraction. You just you, you, wherever he goes, you follow, and you just try to do the best you can to get pictures for everybody, and basically not get him overcrowded. And basically, when it's time for him to go, you have to kind of be the bad guy and pull right. him away. So Sherman doesn't seem like a bad guy, right? All right. So we we got we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. How are you and the rest of the Shorebirds front office dealing with the uncertainty of when the season will start? It's been quite the fiasco from my understanding. So as, as far as the season starting, you know, we everything just got shut down last Thursday. Right. So 
been a week. You know, it's been a week since that happened, and we've had you know several staff meetings um, preparing us um, for for our plan and what we're going to do. We actually had a marketing meeting today to talk about specifics mm-hmm. of uh, you know what our contingency plan is. Um, so right now, it's just you know we have time pre- to prepare for the beginning of the season because we don't know when that's going to be. Right. So right now, it's it's all about um, you know taking our schedule. Finding out what we can do with uh, whatever games that we're playing, when we're going to play them, mm-hmm. and um, just keeping calm, trying to stay organized, and getting as much stuff around the stadium as we can uh, done before that time comes. Because at the drop of a hat, they could say two weeks and we're ready to go, or right. four weeks we're ready to go. Right. So um, just trying to uh, keep calm, take care of some stuff around the stadium, and. Um, Prepare as much as possible to uh, to start the season here. Yeah, we kind of kind of seg- segmented our days. Um, you know, mornings um, work with football. Mornings kind of do admin work here and there. Mm-hmm. Get organized. Get ready for the for when they drop the hat and like right. where we're going. And then afternoons we're we're hitting the stadium, getting it ready for whenever they tell us like tomorrow. We're actually helping our stadium maps director get get some signs up to kind of okay got kind of get ready for for when when we need to when we need to go right and um, I mean sales how how is it affecting sales guys like yeah. I, I even in my world I'm selling things that people actually need like not. And and I enjoyed selling um, everywhere I went in minor league baseball. But it, let's face it, it's not stuff that people need. It's yeah. it's what they want. So like, how is it affecting sales? So I was I already surpassed my we call it FSE, which is full season equivalency. So it's season mm-hmm. tickets. Right. I surpassed my goal, and Joe did here, what was it, two, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we had both already surpassed our season take goals. So for on that front, we've basically just been like, we're going to take care of you one way or the other. We're not right. quite sure what that is right now, but you know we're going to make sure we take care of you. Uh, for groups, uh, my end, I think, is probably the – I mean, feel free to jump in. At my mm-hmm. end, it's probably the most difficult – um, because I'm in charge of our school day trips, right? With schools being shut down, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's muddy waters. It's uncharted territory right, for any of us, right? It's super hard to get groups and people out to the ballpark in April up here in the north. Let alone, yeah, yeah. yeah April, April and May is, um, you know, to put it in the context when um, Chip has his uh, day games, if you yeah. will, the ten thirty five start sure. times, mm-hmm. and so he's one game in April and two games in May, right. and that's all. That's uh, most of my revenue, I guess. Right. right? So that's most of his group's target, and then you know, for uh, for me, uh, selling on those days, I have a couple senior centers that come out. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the director of t- ticket operations usually works with the majority of the senior centers, but mm-hmm. um, you know, right now for for season ticket holders, it's you know they've they've committed to us for our 2020 season, and you know, right now is the service portion right. of of our job is to uh, maintain composure, keep calm, and still uh, you know confidence in them. And you know the majority of the conversations, I would say 99.99 percent of the conversations I've had over the last week, it's insane. Um, is just you know no matter what happens, whenever the season starts, we're going to take care of our supporters, mm-hmm. our fans, our season yep. ticket holders, no matter what. Right. And it's it's just been uh, very refreshing to see that there's a lot of people that just understand that it's just a bigger issue than sports and, right, and right. baseball and right now and it's just you know everybody's safety is is paramount right. to to uh, uh 25 young guys going exactly. out there and playing mm-hmm. you know um in april and may right now so right now it's it's the service part of of right. our job and, mm-hmm. and making those calls um, for for groups, you know, we do do catered areas, and that includes suites and picnic mm-hmm. and hardball and and our executive club. And right now, it's just we're taking a hard look at uh, you know those events planned in April and May, and um, you know, seeing what we can do to um, reschedule and and kind of accommodate. you know accommodate to this very you know as you said unique on uncharted waters you know sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So. The majority of the calls that we do make on a daily basis now, it's it's not damage a lot, control. but it's it's damage control. It's it's 
instilling confidence and it's it's the service aspect of, of our job. One of the most refreshing things I'm seeing on this on this front is basically everyone's in the same boat. They're very understanding our clients. They they're like, you know, we wanted to go back to normal. We want baseball mm-hmm. and it's not like when there's a rain out where it's like rush go 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 it was like that at first but you know you kind of got to take a step back and it's like we're not quite sure when we're starting back up but we're going to take care of you and everyone seems to be like we understand you know it's not just affecting us it's affecting these small businesses these restaurants that are shutting down um so everyone seems to be pretty understanding of what situation we're in um and they're just looking forward to having baseball start back up. Yeah, I know I am. Um, I mean, like, it's just the uncertainty mm-hmm. of when is it coming back? Exactly. Like, when when is go time? You know, like, at least, so I imagine it's kind of like short season at this mm-hmm. point. Like, you're planning for less games um, and for it to be more packed, if you will, on the games that you are going to have, you have to hit on them. But you just don't know when it's gonna. When when is go time? Exactly. You know? that, that's that's the worst part in our opinion. Like if you if they could just, I mean, I know they can't, but if they could just tell us a date of when we're starting, so we could just be like, all right, right. this is when we're starting. We're doing this, 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 but no one knows. That's right. that's the most frustrating part th- in my opinion. I think after the initial, you know, and and. We keep on saying this. This happened literally a week ago, like mm-hmm. five o'clock last Thursday. This yeah. happened, mm-hmm. um, and then the CDC came out banning outings of fifty or more people or events of fifty or more people, and then you know the president saying ten. So now we're like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, right. You know, for eight weeks. Eight weeks is a a long period of time. That's two months, uh-huh. and so that puts us directly in the middle of May. Um, and then you got to think about these guys um, that were in spring training ramping up, you know, especially starting pitchers mm-hmm. and, um, and and catchers and, and, you know, all the position players that they need to get their body ready for the grind of a 162-game oh, yeah. season in the minor leaguers um, of 140. And, and, you know, it's just, you know, these guys, they're professional athletes. They play grueling sports in, in the heat and all sorts of conditions, and they need time to, to build up that strength. So. Right. Right now, middle of May is is the CDC recommendation, and then after that, it's it's however long these guys need to to take to get ready for the beginning of the season. Right. All right. Um, how else is the scare of the coronavirus affecting you professionally and per- and personally? Um, well, personally, my girlfriend is a teacher, um, so she is home from work right now. That's Bobo in the background with the with the bag there, just getting into it. So, but my my girlfriend is jeez, <laughs> this guy can't take him anywhere. But my girlfriend's a teacher, so she's home from school right now, and there's right. no real knowledge of when they're going back. And you know, she's honestly, you know, I personally I've tried to calm these waters, but she's worried about like payment like mm-hmm. she's not sure if she's getting paid or not but she, from all she knows she is but right it that's how it's affected me personally and can't really go anywhere you literally go to work because we're still open right yeah now right lot, i know a lot of minor league teams they're closed mm-hmm. um we're still open so we go from work to home work to home and there's really no in between for us nothing will stop us from coming here to hang out with our guy yeah. uh, bobby we gotta come here. see mr coon hell yeah um, so for for me uh, personally, you know, as a single guy working in minor league baseball, I'm probably like you know ninety percent of the uh, oh, yeah. you know the people working in minor league baseball is yep. um, you know for me uh, going to work every day and coming back home. I have a dog too, so mm-hmm. you know I get to spend all my time with him. Um, and love Petey. And, yeah, Petey's a big, good, good guy. Good guy. Petey. Good guy. Petey. Big um, baseball fan. Big mm-hmm. baseball guy. And so, you know, the power of the internet is it's infinite. There's a lot of things that will entertain you. Now, it's not as, you know, it's not as satisfying, I guess you would say, without sports. Right. Because there's, I, I remember reading something. It, it's been, I think I have it on my phone here. 
Um, I took a picture of a Reddit post yesterday where it said that from the Elias Sports Bureau, this is the first time since the 1994 NBA or MLB strike, excuse me, mm-hmm. where there will be no MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL games for at least seven consecutive days. Right. Oh, and then God. you got to throw in March Madness because that was <laughs> right. To start yeah. today. Right. He's and woke with the game. So in 1994, they went 23 straight days without sports um, from August 12th to S- September 3rd as the NFL kicked off its season on September 4th. So you're talking about a time where it's less than a month, you know, 23 days mm-hmm. until, you know, all, sports came back. But right now it's just, you know, for me, I can only watch so many things on Netflix and Hulu right. and Amazon Prime Video. You, YouTube is infinite, you know, Reddit's infinite. But for me, besides the entertainment value of sports, it's, you know, not really much has changed for me other than when I go to Walmart, I can't buy toilet paper. And that was really upsetting. Um, as, yeah. as, 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 as I'm sure that's a, a lot of people out there will um, take it from work. Will, will agree, and <laughs> our GM told us, yeah, take, yeah. Take it yes, so, take a roll of TP. They, yeah, there, there's two things that they have there in bulk: it's bleach and TP. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Uh, um, but everybody's prof- dying, but their buttholes are clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so professionally, for for me, you know, as as. Uh, uh, a ticket account executive it's you know i'm here to sell i'm here to work with businesses and individuals that use our tickets for you know lots of various reasons to appreciate their employees um Mm -hmm. you know as gifts for for christmas mother's day father you know anything you could ever imagine of, of gifting somebody baseball um but it's especially the businesses that you work with throughout the year on season tickets and group outings where you know they they want to do something for their employees or or clients that they take out um, you know for dinners and stuff like that and they want to just add something else to it so not being able to get on the phones and and to have those conversations and meet people and and right. you know uh, just be able to do my job kind of is you yeah. know to to sell these you know uh, group outings and, and season tickets you know uh, Chip mentioned that we both passed our season ticket goal but the the main thing is that the team target is you know we're we're at ninety percent you know before all this went down and mm-hmm. we were tracking really good and you know for me it's it's all about the team you know if the team um, passes all all expectations and goals like we did last year which was a great year mm-hmm. um, you know that kind of it helped a little bit right right <laughs> Bobby Coon got in there a little bit but yeah got sold a sweet so. <laughs> um, but, I did a little bit more than yeah, that. I was going to say. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> That's in groups. Yeah. That's in groups. It's um, so sweet. Yeah. But for for us as, as an organization, you know, to be able to do my job and to be able to do good and, and you know, all that good stuff and, and provide value for the team and, and do a good job is, is, is always going to mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's just... You know, you kind of feel that uh, you know it's an unprecedented situation, but um, right. you know everybody's certainly you know under- in the same boat. In the same boat. So now it's now it's all about figuring out what the next step is. Even though um, you know the next step is, you you don't know what it's going to be. But as salesmen, this is hitting you guys in the wallet, right? Oh yeah, personally, I've with my bulk of my sales being in the school days. Personally, I probably lost around a thousand to two thousand dollars. None of the schools are going to be able to come out, and right. I can't. I mean, the best scenario I can do is, you know, say, "Hey, let me roll it over to next year." Mm-hmm. Worst case is it's a refund. Those are my two options there. And right. It's it, it's never easy. I mean, when that came down, like we still had the thought, you know, well maybe we can have May dates, but. I just kept getting the emails of we're not allowing any more field trips for the rest of the year, and it's just right. schools are just a different animal at that point. Like, oh yeah, with all the regulations and the school districts and the states saying they can't go out, and it's been a lot of fun. Fun past week, don't you say, Joseph? Fun, super fun. All right, but is it kind of nice having a couple extra weeks to get the stadium ready and all that kind of stuff? No, no. Um, Fair enough. No, I think 
I think with uh, we had a sorry, I don't <laughs> no, 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 we had a good, um, a really good stadium ops guy um, who actually started like in October, so yeah. he was able to knock out all this. I met him, good guy. Yeah, good yeah. guy. And he he's just been incredible. Like he worked, I think before taking a day off last Sunday, he worked thirty straight days in a row. Yeah, and he's basically gotten all the banners up and put us in a really good spot where we really hadn't. Ha- we come in on Saturdays and do ops work where we really right. haven't had to do that much. So right. we were in a really good spot before this right. game. Right, and. Then, and- it's just like the air coming straight out of the balloon. Right. Last Thursday when we got the news, you know, we actually had an event on that Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was our uh, season ticket holder yep. pickup party where, yeah. you know, it was going to go from 11 to 3.30. Um, it, it was going to be exciting because we get to see, you know, everybody that, you know, became really good. For, you know, they're not just your, your ticket holders. They're your friends now. And, and, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It's like a family. They're, they're people that you're Facebook friends with and that you see that, um, you know, that they're doing all these, you know, cool stuff throughout the year. And you get to, you know, you, you definitely form a bond with these people um, throughout throughout your career, you know, especially if you're with, with the same team for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see them again and to see them hopeful for a season, you know, especially since we came so close last year to winning it all. And, oh, you know, tell me about it. Team, MILB. 2019 MILB Team of the Year Delmarva Shorebirds. Um, Dang right. And just to, you know, have that event and have them back in the stadium, getting all excited for baseball season. And for us to, you know, uh, we have a new uh, catering company that we're working with, Professional Sports Catering. Um, to provide samples of you know what to expect this year mm-hmm. um, as far as new concession items and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, this Saturday we're supposed to have our Silver Slugger pickup party, mm-hmm. which is a program that we do here for uh, uh, 55 and older fans. 55 and wiser. 55 and wiser Thank you. fans um, to come out and, <laughs> and do that sort of same thing. But we also had an open house event planned yeah. um, for later in the month, at the end of the month. So it was... You know, kind of, it's it's kind of like, you know, you're sitting here, you have all these events planned, and you kind of just have to bang them, and, you know, the excitement's gone. Yeah. I was really hoping, so, like, I we're in a group chat together, and I was like, hey, guys, is uh, are the Shorebirds in uh, MLB The Show? Because, like, I had read that they are going to have full minor league rosters, and I was like, if that's the case... You guys should like simulate like the home opener, right? And like stream it online and stuff yeah. like that. And but they only do double A and triple A. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of a bummer because yeah, you know. I, although if they have Ad, Adley Rushman and Grayson Rodriguez in that game, and you know it'll be interesting to see what they do in real life because they're both studs, right? Um, but it it would be nice to see them in that game because you know. It couldn't like especially Grayson like he's such a nice oh he's guy nice. he's such he's a, awesome he's such oh, a yeah. nice guy he follows me on Instagram and like, <laughs> yeah he, he, he likes my post all the time post. like I like I went to the Caps Penguins game with my girlfriend uh, a couple weeks back and I'm like oh look babe Grayson liked our photo and she's yeah. like yeah he's an awesome guy oh, he's, he's, he's so down to so down to earth so I mean if if they're in MLB the show I don't have a PlayStation or, or you know anything like that so. If um if he's in that game, good for him. And uh, we'll finish this interview with Joe Delucia and Chip Wodowitz right after this break. All right, guys. Welcome back. You guys didn't go anywhere. Glad you're enjoying your beers. Chip, you need another one? I mean, I got a little pyramid going, but... You need another one? (laughs) No, I'm all right for right now. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Are there any new promotions from the Shorebirds that you can tell the listeners about? Mm. I mean, after, after a marketing meeting today, we had to mix some stuff around and, and do some stuff where... You know, we're kind of in that mentality of, you know, a short season team where we're, we, we've taken 70 games and kind of 
cut it down to, you know, 40, 38, that kind of number right there. Right. So we've had to, you know, make some cuts and some promotions that, um, you know, we can either do next year or um, some specifics like, um, you know, schedule magnets and right. uh, posters with the schedule on it and stuff like that. So, I mean, we had, a, you know, a couple cool things where we where we did Scrapple Night last year. Yeah. Um, where we did the t-shirt giveaway that... We wanted to bring back this year, but um, you know we'll we'll still probably do Scrapple Night with the custom jerseys, but we won't do any any giveaways. I know a lot of different teams do um, food inspired, right. yeah, um, um, jerseys and, and team uh, names and stuff like that. Which um, actually a couple of seasons ago, uh, before I got into MILB, I went to the first ever game of the Rochester Plates up in oh, Rochester, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rochester nice. New York. If you've never been up to Rochester before, you need to try a garbage plate. It doesn't sound very appealing, but at 2.30 in the morning after a couple of Genesis, uh, you'll enjoy it. So I love Genesee. Genesee. I haven't heard about that in a long yeah. time. Rochester, got to try, try a garbage plate. But uh, for the Shorebirds, it's, um, you know, right now we're, we're doing our fireworks shows, you know, fitting them in when we can and uh-huh. kind of revamping the schedule and, and moving some stuff here and there. We're doing Copa. Yeah. The, um, one, the yeah. one I'm real excited about is um, actually uh, it's kind of Star Wars inspired. It's um, it's a bobblehead, Trey Mancini, yeah. with, a, uh, with a lightsaber, and it's uh, glow-in-the-dark lightsaber. Ooh. So people, yeah. fans seem really excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's one we're really looking forward to over here. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as other promotions going on um, throughout the year, we're, we're doing an Adley Rushman bobblehead. Um and I believe that is going to be the, the first, first Adley Rushman first Adley Rushman bobblehead ever. So um, you know the expectation is you know if you're a Baltimore fan and just the pedigree this kid's got of of being a future star in Baltimore, you like, need to get this bobblehead. So I, I've been around minor league baseball for a, right. a long time. Not I mean like there's certainly been people that have been around longer than me, but I was in it for eight years, so like I was a veteran. A little bit, and um, Adley Rushman had the most hype oh, yeah. around him. Oh yeah, but also that kid's a baller, bro. So, like, I, he, mean, I know you remember from last year. This, this he is a was, baller. This kid was mowing mowing people down at second base. I mean, and he had. Are, were you up there? You were up there when we were up in the press box yeah. and batting practice, and he was bombing them over the second wall, which had to be like what four fifteen, yeah, easily over like twenty five foot signs, and it was just incredible. Not not only is he a good hitter, but he gets hits when it matters. Exactly, he had um, two hits in our playoff game. That yeah, the only two hits and. He is the best defensive catcher. Oh yeah, but oh, I've seen. Oh, it's unbelievable in my entire minor league career. It's unbelievable. I remember the first. It was the first game or first series that Hashtag Adley Day. That he that he, right. that he came up from Aberdeen and they tried to steal second on him. I oh. think it was the first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first game. Yeah, it was the first game. Yeah, they, tried, they, tested, they, yeah, they tested Adley right away, and it's like, boom, bam, out. Yeah, and he he had uh, he had some hype around him where we had to put cattle gates outside of uh, the locker room, yep. and to, and we had our front office staff on the field, so like he didn't have to sign so many autographs, right? Um, so he doesn't look like the bad guy, yeah. So we would pull him away, so we would be mm-hmm. the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it got to the point where, you know, he he would come out and say, "All right, guys, I'm you know I'm going to sign autographs for you guys." For X amount of minutes, and right. he did, and yeah. you know he personalized autographs and, and stuff like that. So, uh, um, you know, I, I maybe spoke to him once. You know, I had like yeah. one little two second conversation. Right. Seemed like a pretty nice kid. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's pretty nice. Yeah, um, Chip. So th- my last week working at the Shorebirds, right? Our general manager came up to me, and for those of you who don't know, I was behind the scenes on most of the Shorebirds' social media accounts and whatnot um, and their promotions and just that kind of stuff. Um, And our general manager asked me to make a TikTok account. (laughs) And I'm still not completely familiar with it. Uh, Um, I made the Shorebirds a TikTok account. 
and you put it under and, and I, I let you go ahead with it because you were the community relations person and I just want to check in. I still don't really understand. Like, I, I understand right. what it is, but, like, I'm not actively on right. it or anything like that. Like, you and I had worked together on, like, maybe two or three posts before I left. Right. Um, tell us how the Shorebirds TikTok account is going. So, so for the people that aren't familiar with what TikTok is, for, you know, people, I'm 25, Joe's 26, Bobby's... I don't want to guess your age. No, no. 29. 75. Oh. Yep, sure. <laughs> you old fuck. You old fuck. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so, basically for us, kind of a little, little bit older than in college generation, the best way I can describe what TikTok is, it's Vine. Right. But Vine, Vine that... And, Vine was hot for a minute. Yeah, Vine and then great. Vine just died. But the problem was Vine couldn't find a way to get ads on it. TikTok's uh, been able to get that ads on their that's platform. The key. That's the key. Exactly. Right. So that's how you stay alive. Right. So the Shorebirds TikTok, we actually just made one. Follow us at the Delmarva Shorebirds. Um, we just made a TikTok uh, just recently because we're, you know, in the office, need something Board. to do. Board. Um, <laughs> basically making B-roll. Um, yep. Of Sherman in the batting cage, and I'm actually throwing the pitch in there, and Joe is actually... The coach at the time, you good there? Yeah. All right. Joe's the coach at the at the time, and you know, a ball comes whizzing at our head, and we're just we're humming it in there. But our TikTok is going well. We have over a hundred followers. We're not as active on our as our other platforms of uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Well, it's new. It's hard to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Exactly. I mean, it seems like I mean most of our posts involve Sherman. Yeah. you know, he's the most recognizable figure exactly. there in the off season, right? Exactly. I mean, arguably, he's he's the face of the shorebirds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, our TikTok it's going well. Um, I don't really know necessarily what direction we go in um, sometimes, but it, it it goes pretty well right now. It's up in the air. It is like sometimes right. I'm like, all right, let's make a TikTok, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's just throw this together. All right, right. looks good. Throw it out okay. there, it's and then just... it gets like. Five to ten likes, and then some other posts get forty likes and a hundred yeah. plus views, and it's like, all right, random stuff. All right, there. maybe, 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 maybe. Download TikTok. I'll make a TikTok and just to follow you guys. Bingo. We need more followers. Yeah, I go follow Dumbarton Shorebirds. I'm not like super <laughs> active on social media. Oh, yeah, I did it for. You just, yeah, doing it for a minor league baseball team for such a long time. It's kind of. Exhausting, Just, yeah. a little bit. So like, yeah, like I, I'm more active on it on like Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and like yeah. stuff now. But like, yeah, when when you're in the thick of it and you're doing it every day, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's just like the kind of last thing you want to do when you go home. Right. But um, so where can our listeners find you guys on social media? So I'm my Twitter is. Uh, is uh, Chipwitz. So it's C-H-I-P-W-I-T-Z, which is part of my first name plus my last name. And then on Instagram, same thing. But for some reason, they made me add two Ps. So it's C-H-I-P-P-W-I-T-Z. How dare they? Chipwitz. And uh, I don't do Twitter, Facebook. I I, I mean, I have a Facebook, but I, I rarely do anything on it. Instagram, I used to have one, but... I, I mean, I know it's it's got its purposes, but uh, you know, Twitter definitely because that's that's where Shefty and all right. these all I these, mean, ins- all these insiders. That's the only thing that keeps me living right, right. now. <laughs> Chef bombs are great. Yep. Uh, so I, you know, I, I never really, you know, got interested in, in making a Twitter. You know, when I had Instagram, it was it was nice to do yeah. fun funny stuff, but yeah. you know, for me, it's just. Whatever. So can I kind of hijack this real quick? Sure. I want to ask both of you a question, and I'll answer it. All right. Wow. What is your most memorable tarp pool? Since we're on the Pulling Tarp podcast, and I I feel I'm I'm an active listener. I'm a first-time, long-time. And oh, you son of a bitch! With, <laughs> with, my line. With, the, with, the, with the shorebirds, or in general, just in general, in general, because my 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 most memorable. Um, tarp pool was we're in, it was in Norfolk 2018 okay um, 
I don't know if you remember 2018. It was lots of rain out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the last game of the year. Um, I'm out in the picnic area um, being a group host. Okay. And, all, like, not a cloud in the sky, this and that. And all of a sudden you see something kind of rolling over the water or whatever. And you just see, you just hear over the radio our GM to our groundskeeper, hey, do you see this? And our head groundskeeper doesn't really keep a radio. So the assistant goes, wait, what are you talking about? Kenny's out grilling steaks here and there. And so they're in the ground, ground shop grilling steaks. And nice. all of a sudden, because it's the last game of the year, right. all of a sudden, literally a dot over our stadium lets out and we can't get the tarp on mm-hmm. so, and we're scheduled to shoot fireworks off that night so literally we can't like it's sixth inning so games goes in as as a booked game yeah and we shoot fireworks off that night and we tell people hey if you if you want you can exchange your tickets for another game in the april 2019 season nice just can't i'm just standing in the picnic area getting drenched because I can't leave my area because I'm a group host. And I'm just yeah. seeing my guys struggling on there. I'm like, oh, God. And they literally just could not get the tarp on. And it was like, there was no better way to end the 2018 season. So, Bobby? Oh. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. We can go with Joe. I mean, I'd be glad to. Um, so, I, you know, everybody has been in a tarp pole. Oh. And... Once, that, or once or twice that works in just, MILB. Just, just once or twice. You know, once or twice, once or twice if you worked in mm-hmm. MILB. And so you see your fair share of people falling and Casual people, Ooh, people busting ass, uh, people getting, uh, um, you know, sniped out there. Um, two separate occasions, once in northwest Arkansas. So um, I think it was like on a day where... If I can remember correctly, it, our flock or our street team, mm-hmm. if you will, um, it just started pouring down rain. And you see the GM and, and some of the grounds crew and even the, the street team helping. And you just see this poor little girl, just like all of about 50 pounds, <laughs> soaking yeah. wet. And you see her, you know, she's up near near the middle. And, I mean, it's almost like it happened in slow motion. And yeah. you see her fall and... And just you know, all the everybody else is just going, and you're like, oh my god, poor girl. Yeah. But um, what our uh, one of the guys here at the Shorebirds, I, I think we all know who I'm talking about here, without mentioning names. <laughs> uh, you just you know, it, it just it just happens where yeah. uh, you know you you get caught lacking, and oh, either you get I don't know what his excuse was, but you get distracted <laughs> for one reason or another. You lose your grip or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you just you're pulling tarp, and all of a sudden you feel it get a little bit heavier, and you're like, well, "What the hell's going on here?" And you yeah. look back, and that person that was standing a couple people down is no longer there. And where the hell did this guy go? Yeah, and uh. you just see them on the on the tarp, just ass up, and you're just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that happened." Uh, for I me, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Was this like? Was this like mid season? This was this was definitely mid season. It wasn't beginning or end because it was definitely in. It was definitely in one of those hazes where it's like you know we didn't have too many rainouts. Mm-hmm. I mean we only had a couple, but um, putting the tarp on, you know every. <laughs> Everybody knows, you know, you've got, you know, one person in one corner, the groundskeeper in another, you've got the umpires, you've got the, you've got so right. many people that are in this conversation where, all right, let's, you know, put it on, screw it, let's put it on. So yeah. it must have been like mid-season, you know, before a game, and it's just, you know, it was one of those chart pulls that just got lost <laughs> among the rest. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't man. remember this, but... I, For me, I, like, I try to block most of that stuff out, honestly. Oh, sure. Um... Like, in Beloit, we consistently pulled tarp with, like, four or five people. So, like, that was difficult. Like, um, for me, my entire career has been being in the press box and sprinting down to the field in the middle of the game, like, Mm -hmm. when it's time to pull tarp. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like that's kind of... Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I feel like that's kind of a rarity in minor league baseball. Like... I don't know if a lot of guys sprint down to the field from the yeah. press box to go pull tarp. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to bring up the, uh, it's just some ocean mist, guys. Yeah. It doesn't really have to deal with the tarp pool, but like, 
when it's coming down sideways and it's just raining so hard and like the general manager just says like guys it's not it's not on the radar this must just be some ocean mist well first of all we're like at least 20 miles away from the ocean yeah, if not more <laughs> if not more um it's close but it's not that close um let me think here I mean, there's there's been at least two times that I can remember that, like, I've seen it, like, where there's been some, like, tarp casualties. Yeah. Like, people have broken arms and, like, oh, wow. and stuff like that. Like, Ooh. especially in the Midwest League, like, because it's, like, super windy there. And, oh, like, wow. and, um, but, like, it's just... So, like, there's been at least two times that I remember that, like, we're in the middle of pulling tarp, and, like, it's just way too windy. And, yeah. like, the general manager or the groundskeeper or both just say, let it go. Let it go. And, like, we can't, we can't, like, your guys' safety is more important than the field yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I remember. Like, mm-hmm. there, I haven't been, like, caught under the tarp or, like, hurt myself or anything like that. But, like, those are the two that I remembered. Like, like hey, guys. Screw it. We're done. Like this, <laughs> just just let the tarp go yeah. to the outfield wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you see it covering like yeah. a like a sign or something like that. Yeah, just laying out there. Yeah. So like another one that sorry. No, I you're good, dude. Was my first day as Stadium Ops intern. My first game as Stadium Ops intern because I started as game day staff and then the two idiot the sta- the two Stadium Ops interns quit and my boss recommended me for it. Um, we're getting ready to pull the tarp out and we pull it out or whatever and we're putting it on and I'm not sure wh- which way it goes because, you know, it's mid-game. You're just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Storm's coming. All of a sudden, like, I get off the field. I'm like, oh, my God, my radio is gone. Are <laughs> you just radio- remembering this now? Like, yeah. like, this wasn't at the top of your list? My radio is gone. First day. First day. First you game. You your radio and it's just... It's, under the, it's under the tarp. So, after, like, we take the tarp off, this and that, and we're back in the ops office, and my my boss is then, like, he comes back, he has my radio in his hand, he's like, you are lucky. You are lucky because you're not going to get your ass chewed out. You're lucky because this is the one time I lost my keys under the tarp. So you're not getting your ass chewed out for this. So here's your radio back. Don't ever let it happen again. I remember when a a particular assistant GM, um, I had lost my radio in the stadium on a on a Saturday work day, Um, and a particular assistant GM, I won't name any names. um, (laughs) he, He was like, "You better find it." And and so like I went all around the stadium looking for it. Turns out he had it in his office. And but then but then (laughs) (laughs) but during the season, I think it was it might have been opening day. I'm not exactly sure. But at some point during the season, um, I tried to call him on the radio, and he pulled somebody else's radio from them and said like. Hey Bobby, I'm so sorry. Like, I misplaced my radio, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> how the tables have turned." It's like the shoes on the other foot. Yep, yep. All right, so we're gonna finish this off with some fun questions. I know you guys like to debate a little bit. Uh oh. Top three state flags. Go. You want to go first? You want uh, to go I mean, first? there's there's nothing wrong with Texas. I mean, Texas is is pretty Bingo. okay in my book. Um, is that three or is that? Are you going to name a three? Oh, he's, he's, he's going to yeah. keep going. He's okay. going to keep going. Okay, so that's three. Just, just give me a minute here. All right, Texas is one. That's number one. Massachusetts is two. That's a shitty flag. Whatever. Sorry, and, and, Massachusetts. And years. I have no connection to the state whatsoever, but Colorado has a pretty cool flag. What, what does it look like? I don't it's even know. A, it's a C, but the, it's got like what? Yellow, red, blue. I mean, it's a cool looking flag. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. We've, we've made reference to Colorado in the last two episodes. Oh, wow. Um, because Colorado. 
making a big comeback. Here. Be- well, because big the comeback com- state. Because the um, Smoky Mountain vibes. Okay. Rocky Mountain vibes. Rocky Mountain. Oh vibes. yeah, yeah. That's that's it. The Rocky Mountain vibes. Sorry, sorry guys. Um, their their mascot's name is Toasty. Okay. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's just oh, that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. yeah. Joe just showed me the state flag of Colorado. That's yeah, so actually that, pretty cool. So like, if I'm not mistaken. That's um the color scheme for the the vibes, right? Oh, the vibes. They're kind of like a light blue, graham cracker, yellow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so it's light blue, red. You know, a little bit of yellow in there for the graham yeah. cracker. But it um you know funny funny thing about um you know that team because it came from uh, from Helena. Uh, yeah, the Brewers, the, right. the rookie ball team. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to the winter meetings for to uh, to go there to try to land my first gig in minor league baseball, mm-hmm. um, I almost went to go work for the Helena Brewers. Yeah, for a general internship where you know you're doing everything from on the phones to to tamping the mound, uh, you know right. operations and, and what have you. So I almost went to go work for that team before they left. So it's a, you know it's a good thing that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chip. So, I'm just going to throw this out there. Wow. There's about 35 states that just have their state seal behind a blanket backdrop. That includes Pennsylvania being one of them. Pennsylvania, that's uh, one of them. Delaware, man. the state we're in right now. Virginia. Virginia, where Joe and I have both lived, all are the same. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with number three, best flag, Maryland. Number two best. Well, number flag. three. Hold on. Let me Whoa. Finish. Number okay. two best state flag, Maryland. Number one oh best God. state flag is Maryland. Dude, no, it is the none greatest, of you guys listed California. It is the greatest flag I mean, in the union. Besides the United States flag, it is the greatest flag. It is has four different color schemes. It's unique. You can actually tell a difference between the Maryland flag. From any other state flag, and they make some pretty cool apparel. And you can put it on anything. I have four pairs of Maryland flag shorts that I own. A Maryland flag lacrosse penny, Maryland flag hat. You know, debate me all you want on this. Is but the Maryland flag's the greatest state flag to ever exist? Here's a question: Is Maryland Pride Thursday coming back it for is. the Shorebirds? Yeah, yeah, all right, and whatever the season you, starts, and I can yeah, tell whatever, you what yeah. it means. So the black and yellow is part of the state, or part of the crest of Lord Baltimore himself, his family, Whoa. and then the the cross is part of his his family seal. All I right. think that's more information than all of us need to know at this point. The more right. you know about Maryland. Oh my gosh! All right. PSA for the state of Maryland. <laughs> all right, another question you guys can mm-hmm. argue about: What's the best it. seasoning and why? So I already know what Chip's gonna say. Um, you know, Don't steal my thunder. him being a, a, a Marylander, um, you know, for him, it's it's pretty obvious what he's going to choose. For me, you know, S and P is the choice for me. You know, a little bit of basic salt and pepper. Okay, you can pretty much put it on That's anything. Um, and you know, I know you said seasoning, but for me, S and P goes together like That's fair. You yeah. know, anything else? That's a fair opinion. Yeah, I'm proud of you. That's fair. Yeah. So do you guys want to hear what mine is? Oh, I mean, we already know what it is. So if you the are, listeners deserve to know. If you are putting, I, I'm going to surprise these two a little bit. Okay. If you are putting, if you are putting crabs in a steam pot, you season them with Jo on the shell. I will admit that okay. it is a Maryland seasoning. I am man enough to admit that. But for anything else, if you're dipping your crab meat in anything, if you are having cream of crab soup, if you're having crab dip. Popcorn, salad, corn, Smith Island cake. No, 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 no. Bay, the greatest season of all time. I I put, why not on Smith Island cake? It is the state cake of Maryland with the seasoning from Maryland. It is makes too much sense. It's like peanut butter and jelly. So, so funny story, like, you know, uh, I love some Smith Island. Uh, I mean, Smith Island cakes definitely. They're uh, making an old base Smith Island. Definitely, cake, just definitely you guys know. A, a good cake. But so back in January when we did, um, uh, uh, which we didn't do in February or March. Yeah, that you know, seems to fail. Uh, you know, office birthdays. Yeah, um, we would celebrate those um, kind of you know once a month. Um, 
and we have Smith Island cake there. Mm-hmm. And what does this guy do? He goes to his desk where he has a can of at least one can of Old Bay sitting there. I have two. At all times. And he brings in the Old Bay and sprinkles it directly on the cake. Mm. And, you know, for me, that's just... Sounds amazing. That is Sign just me up. disgusting. And the <sighs> best crabs, Bobby Coon and I have debated this, come from the state of Maryland. Well, no, sorry. Actually, you know, sometimes we get the crabs from other places, but the best way to prepare the crabs are from Maryland. And you, you don't get, in my opinion, I've lived in Virginia. I've gone to Delaware. You do not get crab cakes outside of the state of Maryland. You find green peppers in them, and it is absolutely disgusting. I'm appalled. I think the first time I ever heard somebody putting Old Bay on something disgusting was, well, not disgusting, delicious, was, um, you. you know, a former co-worker of ours, uh, uh, Eric. Um, With a C. He went to, uh, what's that, Froyo place? Oh, Sweet Frog. Sweet, I got, I, I Sweet Frog. If they have it at the end, you No, no, no. Have it there? Why? I've, I've never you, heard this story. I before. heard. I think. Heart, uh, yeah, you uh, sprinkle it on a little sweet and salty. Uh, right uh, on your ice cream. A guy in our uh, office um, uh, uh, told us this story about how he had his froyo. He was going down the line of toppings. He reached down to the end of the it's line. Your, it's at the end. And it's there's there a Cannibal Bay, just, and he like looks no. at it and he shrugs and he just starts pouring it yeah. on his froyo. You don't. No, you don't pour it on the froyo. You, you <laughs> sprinkle it. You dust it. Well, you know what I mean. He, he, but he put a season. He put a seasoning on his froyo like it was Joseph. Would you Would you care to explain to our viewers what happened when you tried to debate Old Bay? You lost, didn't you? I mean, we had we had an inter office debate about it. We put and it in, with and with our fans. Yeah, and yeah. with our fans, we put it on social media. We did. It was probably one of the uh, greatest debates I've ever been a part of. You know, as you know, being a guy that's you know, He's a, not not from non native, non native, not from you know one particular part of the country because I've lived you in had, so, so many states. You it's had just, the two Maryland guys. It's just you got the two outsiders against the two Marylanders arguing about which is the better seasoning. And, yeah, Old Bay won. And, and, and Old Bay won. You know the. Uh, it's just more media. popular. Yeah, That's, it's it's more popular. But Jo's the a best good seasoning. I'm not going to deny. I'm it. not. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a crabs person because I'm not. I don't typically like seafood. I know what you're but to say. I've gone cra- I've gone crabbing. You live in Delaware. Twice. <laughs> Delaware is known for crabs. I've gone into the Indian River. Boo. And those are the best crabs I've ever eaten. Ones Wrong. that I caught myself Wrong. and eaten. That's fair. That's fair. They were the best crabs I've ever had. From a restaurant. From Maryland, whatever. See, I got I got mad at Bobby, but rightfully so. Bobby had to defend his his, his fiance on. So with this whole coronavirus breakout, I had seen four or five different posts of Maryland way to prevent coronavirus: wash your hands yeah. like you had just eaten, had a crab feast, and you have to put a contact lens in. I see Bobby's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely fiance. She's lovely. She's very lovely. <laughs> She's at work right now. Yeah. So, put on Delaware coronavirus prevention. Uh, basically, the same thing. And I had to, I had to put in our little group chat we had. I'm like, Bobby, what are we doing here, man? And Homegirl right, right took my stuff. phone. Oh yeah, out of my hand. He, he's like to respond to Chip, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't care. Which she doesn't do that much. This was one of those times, though. Like, I didn't care what she was saying. I was like, Delaware is known for no state tax. The Blue Coats. The Delaware Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) The NBA G League. No, no, no. no. That's the, uh... That's the, uh... That's the the G League. The G League. No, the Delaware Thunder. The Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're FPL. Yeah, but I was talking the Blue Coats, yeah. But they're they're most known for no state tax. I took major. It is one of the perks. I agree. Of living in Delaware, one hundred percent agreed. I took major offense to her saying Delaware is known more for crabs than Maryland is, and I will die to this day because I'm sorry. There's a movie called Wedding Crashers. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. 
Where is she? She's still in the house? <laughs> <laughs> that says crab cakes in football. That's what Maryland does. They don't oh talk, they don't gosh. say Delaware. They don't say Delaware. And they also have the Maryland flag on that, so it's a great All thing. right. All right, Rest so lovely. <laughs> we close out every episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast mm. with our favorite walk up songs. Mm. And I don't know what I'm going to do because I have two guests right now. I don't know if I'm going to mash them together Ooh. or play them one after another. But in your minor league baseball career, what has been your favorite player's walk-up song or warm-up song? <laughs> and whose was it? So I'm going to give a shout-out to a three-time Sally League no, All-Star. No no, 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 he's a two-time Sally League. Two-time. Right? One-time New York Penn. Oh, oh, excuse me. There we go. You know, I hate to put any disrespect towards this guy's name, but uh, Seamus Curran, oh, um, he was our fir- first, <laughs> if you're out there, bud, um, <laughs> he was our first baseman last year, um, and he had several different songs that he walked up to, and Bobby Speaking, knows, speaking Bobby as the media knows, guy, Bobby, Bobby knows, knows firsthand. Speaking as the yeah, media like, guy, God, right? this guy changed his song at least... Five. Ten times. Oh, really? Season. Ten? Yeah. I would, I I would, I would say that. ten. I would say ten. I was lowballing. I would say out, out of all those songs, you know, uh, Good Life by Kanye West. Ooh, ooh, definitely, that's a good song. Uh, good song. Definitely, you know, whenever that, <laughs> whenever the intro to that song. I, well, now batting for the Shorebirds. Oh, yeah, Number we, 34, Seamus Curran. We, we, did, just, we did that we just knew it. So, for me, I was, de- before coming on this podcast, we just got off work and I was talking to Joe about this. I was in my cubicle. I was like, all right, I got two guys, and I know which one I'm going with, but I'm going to explain both of them. All right. So the first one, great guy, Grayson Rodriguez. Great we've guy. Re- we've great guy. Top prospect. Great guy. Great guy, Grayson Rodriguez. Yep. When he had God's country, when he was warming up, you were just like, he would. He, he's a starting pitcher, so he would just start warming up, and you're like, oh, man, he's about to mow them all down. He's about to line them up and mow them right down. But... The guy that beats him with the best walk-up song has to be Drew Rom, who's also a beast. Who's yeah. also, also a beast. Great yeah. guy. Great guy. Great, Great guy, guy. Drew Rom. He is. So what, I don't know the very name, funny. I don't know the name of the song. It's um. So I, I can look it up real quick. I, it's but every time we touch, I get this feeling. Ooh. And like, it's by Cascada. Cascada. Every time we touch. Every yeah. Time every time we touch. We touch. Yeah. So, by Cascada. Like when yeah. that when he first debuted that song, he came in in relief. He's normally a starting pitcher. He they would kind of right. dual start. There. It would piggyback off. Piggyback, yeah, yeah, yeah. But him and Fencer would piggyback off each other, and I would just be behind home plate. And Joe was there. Bobby was, of course, in the press box, and our buddy Kevin O'Dell was there. We would we just start fist bumping. Like, Every time we touch, I get and just like that song slash. So I added that song to like my Spotify playlist, like yeah. my favorites or whatever. After he added that, because oh, I was just like, "Dang, this song really it's bumps, yo!" It's, it's like it's a throwback. It is a um, it's, it's a, a throwback, it's, it's like and you don't years old, and you don't hear it very often. No. But like when there's like when it's in a stadium or in a car, oh, yeah. and like oh, the man. bass is just bumping, no, it no, 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 no. it bumps, dude. Oh, like, I, I that's remember, a great song. I remember song. we played that song um, a couple times throughout the year, um, just during mound visits, um, and um, you know a couple times when we when we pumped up uh, the stadium. Um, it's a great song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Thank you guys for for making the trip to Delaware here, um, the thirty minute trip. Yeah, and uh, I just really appreciate you guys for taking the time. I know I know you guys have a little bit more free time than normal this time a year, but I hope that changes here quickly. And um, thank you again for coming and hanging out with Bo and I. And um, and I hope you guys can can hop on another episode at another point. And um, just wish you the best of luck this season. So thank you, Chip and Joe. Thank you, Bobby Cannon. Thank you, Bobby. Um, you know, real quick, just for all the, the fans of sports in general and fans of being a, a human being and living, you know, this thing, will, this thing will end and we'll be playing baseball in no time. So stay strong. Stay, can't wait to see you guys safe. out there. Absolutely. I can't wait to go to a game. Oh, games are going to be packed. And stand on the new wraparound concourse. 
360. With 360 deck. Yep. 360 deck with a beer in my hand. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Mm. Um, but yes, just just thank you guys so much for, for coming on to the podcast. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.